As we engage in dialogue, in the spirit of peace and healing, we pay respects to the owners of the land that Saskatoon stands on. With gratitude, we recognize the Cree, Dakota, Nakota, Salto, and Métis peoples of Treaty 6 territory and reaffirm our relationship to one another. Welcome to Not Your Parents 40 Year Olds podcast. I'm your host Angie and alongside me is Esther. Let's get into it. Welcome everybody back to another episode of NYP 40 podcast. I'm Esther. And I'm Angie. And uh, we want to thank everybody for coming back for another episode, hanging out with us and just having some real talk about some real things. We really do appreciate all the feedback that we're hearing from you guys. And it's the best to be able to know that there are people that are out there listening and feel the same way that we feel and that's kind of what we wanted to happen here was just to reach an audience and let reach out to the audience and let them know that you're not alone and that it does happen to most of us whatever it is that you're feeling um that was a really big thing for us to convey with this podcast and we're happy to do so yeah absolutely there's a lot going on in today's world and uh, just, you know, as you get older, as you get into your 40s, there's a lot of things that you go through. I know for me, you know, mental health is is something we wanted to talk about today. And for me, mental health has been, uh, I mean, I could tell you things that would make you feel a lot better about yourself. (laughs) Absolutely. But uh, I mean, every time I talk to a doctor, so psychiatrist or what have you, I have a different diagnosis. So, there's a laundry list of things that I need to cope with um, getting into my 40s. So, yeah, I don't know. What about you, Esther? How do you feel about mental health? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a loaded question. Um, you know, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I've always known that I something was different about myself. I never really had uh, an idea of what it was called until I was probably 18. Um, I knew that if it was a situation where I had to like interview for a job, mm-hmm. something completely took over my body and I, I thought I felt scared. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought I was worried. Yeah. I didn't know exactly what I was feeling, but my goodness gracious, my stomach would just be twisted up mm-hmm. and my voice would shake and I would start to sweat and then my mind would go completely blank. Yeah. Like answering questions was the most difficult thing. I just started having verbal diarrhea. Yeah. And I can specifically recall when this happened. I was 18 years old applying for a job with the city and they had asked me something like, what would you do if the cash register came up short? And immediately I went blank because I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. And it was a terrible interview and I beat myself up over it. For so long after that, I kept calling myself stupid. Like, what's wrong with you? Yada, da, 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 da. Like, just the most negative self-talk. And um, I had a friend in my life. Uh, she was over one time and she was talking about anxiety. I think I might have been about like 23 at this point. I was breaking up with a boyfriend or something to that effect. And she was talking about anxiety. And she was explaining to us what she feels when she has these like anxiety attacks and whatnot. And I was listening to what she was saying and I was sitting there thinking like, holy cow, I think that's me. Yeah. And 
I was just, you know, paying attention to what she was saying. She was talking about like the knots in the stomach and you just feel so nervous. And, and she was like giving me all these detailed points, like, you know, you're, you can't stop like fidgeting because you're just so anxious and everything in your body's tight. And I told her like, I think I'm, I have anxiety. And she was like, oh yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I kind of had this really long pause. So I was aware by 23 that I had anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then um, I kind of started to notice when it would happen in my life. You know, like, I think I told you the story again. For our listeners, I had a friend who had taken me to a wedding with him. And we were meeting up with his parents. And it was a small town wedding here in Saskatchewan. And we were... He was invited, but I wasn't. And there's not a lot of black people. Like, there were some. There was more uh, by the time I was 23. There was a lot more of a bigger black community in Saskatoon. Yeah. But there wasn't still as much as there is now. Right. And I was about to walk into this wedding, and I instantly froze. I froze. Yeah. Like, I was so gung-ho coming to the wedding with my buddy But the further we went out, the more I started to get anxious and the more I started to feel like super panicky. And I was like, I don't think I want to go anymore. And he's like, why? It'll be so much fun. I'm like, no, I'm going to be the only black person there. And he couldn't understand that. No. I was like, I'm going to be the only black person there and people are going to look at me and I'm going to feel really like, I just don't think I should go. He was like, trust me, you should go. It'll be fun. We'll have a good time. My parents will be there. And I was like, I understand what you're saying, but that's just not enough of a, you're not making me feel comfortable enough to enjoy this. Like, I know somebody's going to say something about me being black. And he was like, that won't happen, I promise. We get there, we show up. And as we're walking in, the bridal party is coming in. And I could see the brides looking at me like, who are you? And what are you doing here? And I just was like, oh my gosh. I ran, I darted to the bathroom and I hid in a stall. I was so panicked at this point. I'm like, they think I'm here to crash the party. Of course you're going to think I'm here to crash the party. You don't know me. I stick out like a sore thumb. Like, I am a big black woman. And back then I wasn't as big as I am now. But still, I am, you know, like I look different than all of your guests here. And it just caused so much anxiety in me that I just ran to the bathroom. He had to get his mother to come take me out. Yeah. And she had to tell me it's okay you'll be okay and we went and we sat at the table and they like bought me a drink and I was trying to like really be calm and have a smile on my face but like inside I'm like just I don't even know how to explain to you you know you know the feeling right like your whole inside's on fire oh absolutely yeah Um, and then sure enough this guy comes up to me and he's like I've been in a tractor all day working on my tan and it's nowhere close as yours (laughs) and then Walks away. Now, again, he doesn't know what he's doing. But you know what? The weird part was I felt better because I knew it was coming and it's finally happened so I can relax a little bit, right? Because I knew it was going to happen. So it kind of released all that anxiety inside me and I was able to like just chill for a little bit longer. And I knew that he wasn't trying to be rude. I wasn't taking that as something to be rude. It's just what happens when I am so different looking than everybody around me. well it is a pretty ignorant thing for him to have said this is also like literally 20 20 plus years ago i know but yeah, yeah. i do i hear what you're saying yeah. but at that time 
Yeah. It, the, the, the winds of change hadn't happened yet. Yeah. Right? That was life back then. Yeah. Um, now I'd be like, mm, okay, bud, move on. Like <laughs> I would say something like I wouldn't want to pick a fight, but I'd be like, well, yeah, okay, whatevs. Yeah. Like it worked in your tractor. Oh, you get a lot of sound. I get it. You're not like <laughs> me. Move on. But back then I was just like, okay, it finally happened. I can maybe chill out now. Right? Well, like, and you're in such a state where you're just coming down from that anxiety. Totally. Like, yeah. Hands are shaking, your heart's pumping, you know, everything is just like, when I've had anxiety attacks, it's literally like I've like left my body and I'm watching myself going, you're a fucking idiot. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're, uh, yeah. And you can't do nothing about it. Yeah. I know. It's, yeah. it's, it's a good thing we can talk about it now. I'm yeah. glad that we're able to share it with other people. You know, we hope that would help other people, which is why we do what we do right now. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have anxiety. Like, I I only came to find out that that was parts of my ADHD that mm-hmm. I had no idea about, right? ADHD shows up differently in women yeah. and generally is undiagnosed until you're about 40 and you realize there's so many things that your coping mechanisms aren't able to control anymore. So now I'm coming off as just batshit fucking crazy and I'm like trying so hard not to like come off as crazy you know I tend to leave that happen at home (laughs) where my poor husband gets it but like we can't control that anymore that's what we've started to notice in our 40s like if I could tell you how forgetful I was I don't remember people that I've known's names like for years. Like I've known these people for years and I go to introduce somebody and blank. It yeah. is gone. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. What's your name again? Yeah. And they'll be like, really? And I, I know. How do I explain that to them? Or mm-hmm. I've lost my fucking keys and they're in my purse. Yeah. And I'm going frantic. Like, or I have them in my hand. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I literally will have gone and gotten my cup of coffee and I maybe did like a walk around or something in my kitchen and then poof, that coffee's out of my hand. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just Where do with did my, I coffee? my coffee? <laughs> and I can't find it for the life of me. I know. Like this is my life or it shows up so much in my work mm-hmm. because my work consists of working with littles and, um, you know, when I'm talking to the littles and somebody is like processing and they need that time to think and like, um, give me their answer. I'm sitting here and I could feel my foot shaking and I could feel like myself, you know, rubbing my hands on my lap. And I'm just like, sweet Jesus, if you don't bust out this answer right now, I think I might just get up and walk away. Like, I don't even care at this point. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, why can I not wait for this, like, sweetie to finish their thought process? I'm sitting here like, I'm going nuts. Is that something with ADHD, like a patience yeah. kind of thing? Because I have that too. Like just, yeah. and I, I have to check myself a lot of times where I'm just like, okay, calm down. I know. <laughs> you know? I've done it to you where yeah. you'll be thinking and trying to like say what your sentence is. And I've, I've tried to finish it like with 10 different things. Yeah. You're anxious. You're bored. You're hungry. You're, and you're like, let me think. And I'm like, I can't. That's why I don't. I, don't I need the answer. Do. Yeah. Get to it. I can't. I, it's, it is strange. Yeah. The things that I feel right now are strange. I So much so. Oh, and I was having a lot of low lows. That was the other yeah. thing. Yeah. I was finding that. I, and But this I found also previously in my life. Mm-hmm. I can remember like 
you know, when I was 20, uh, there was this time where I didn't even want to leave the house. I remember it so specifically, like, like it's so clear. I, I remember the hairstyle I had, what I was wearing. I'd go upstairs and get mad at my mom because she was having friends over and they're being loud and it was disrupting like my quiet time in the yeah. basement. Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong with you? You're 20. You should be like out with your friends. I wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. I just wanted to sit in the basement and like not see people. Yeah. And looking back now, I know that that was like a depressive state. Yeah. And then when I was just had my boy, well, he might've been like a year and a half. All of a sudden I remembered like, I don't want anybody to come over. I don't want anybody to do anything. I just wanted people to body double with me. Like I wanted you to just come and sit with me yeah. and talk. Yep. Like I didn't want, don't touch nothing. Don't look at anything. And I, I remember my best friend at the time came to see me and she's like, let me help you. And I'm yep. like, no, just sit with me. Yeah. Like, that's all I want you to do is sit with me. She's like, please like, let me help. So she was like doing chores around the house, but it was making me feel like I had so much shame attached to that too. Yeah. And I was just like, please, like, I don't need another woman cleaning my house. But I know that was like her helping me. Yeah. It was so hard for me to yeah. accept it. Like, I didn't want anybody to see my shame. That's a whole nother topic. Shame. We'll have to dig into that a little deeper. Yeah, shame is hard to deal with. Hard to Super. deal with. Super. Guilt, shame, all of that. Yep. 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 Negative thoughts. And the problem is, is a lot of guilt and shame will rest. Those feelings will rest in your back. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about the body falling apart. Mm -hmm. And your the, the way your mind and body is connected, just in, you know, it's insane how how much you can um, manifest the pain in your body through 100%. your feelings. 100%. You know? That's so 100%. I'm glad that you mentioned that. I, the stress, I, okay, so I was getting a massage. Yeah. Right? And I was lying there and I thought I was doing pretty good. I was like, okay, I like this, you know? But I, I, there were things running in my head I could remember. And my massage therapist, and I'm thinking I'm just laying there, you know, beautifully. And my so massage therapist was like, I need you to relax. I'm like, what? This is relaxed. And he's like, take a deep breath. I noticed that my shoulders were up by my ears mm -hmm. and I was clenched. My hands were clenched. My jaws were clenched. Yeah. And I released and I was like, whoa, I yeah. didn't even know I, I was know. that tense. It's so crazy. I, I have been like scrolling on TikTok and like some, a creator will pop up and be like, all right, girl, unclench your jaw rest your shoulders take a deep breath and I was like whoa I didn't know I even needed that like, I'm in a constant state yeah of tension yeah constant yeah I I just thought that's how you lived no I know right but I I get that too like people are like you need to relax I remember being at uh my job um selling furniture just selling furniture that's mm -hmm. all I was doing yeah and I was sitting at my desk and I was just like hunched over trying to concentrate and uh my boss looks at me and she's like Ange, relax. And I look at her, I was like, oh, what? Like, I just thought- You're hyper-focused. I was hyper-focused kind of thing. And she's like, it's just furniture. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. It's like, you just, sometimes you just need somebody to poke you and be like, it's just this. Like- I totally get what you're saying. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's crazy. I was given the task of, I get to work with these special littles that have, you know, um, unique personalities and that just uh, God made very special than all the other children. And I remember working with them and I had the task of putting on a cute Christmas concert 
you worked with me, you know mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the project I'm speaking of. Yeah. And we were putting on a Christmas concert for our cute little's parents. But I took this very seriously. Yeah. Like, I was... The weird, weird thing was is I internalized it as they're going to see these littles do their cute little songs and then how they perform, whether they listen or not, is going to reflect my my leadership right right like right. this is how i internalize this which in really <laughs> has, nothing has nothing to, to do, do with, with you me. yeah <laughs> so i'm like you know oh, okay guys you got this like remember to look at me like remember like i was really you know you know just doing my thing yeah. thinking i'm doing a really good job and uh my coworker, you know just taps me on the shoulder and just tells me you know what esther it's it's not about you they're here to see their parents or their kids, sorry. And they're here to just watch what they're capable of doing. Yeah. You know, it's not going to reflect on what you were doing with them or how well it's not about you. They're yeah. just here to see their kids. Like yeah. you need to relax. I was like, oh, I'm kind of glad that you said that because in my head, I'm thinking you guys are going to think that I've wasted all this time. Like it just automatically went to me. Yeah. And like, how I don't do a good enough job. Yeah. I had to just take myself out of the situation for a second and be like, whoa, you got to chill, Esther. I don't know <laughs> what is going on with you, but you've mm-hmm. got to chill. you got to talk to somebody, you know, because we've got to work on what's going on here. Yeah. Like, we've got to figure it out, you know. And luckily I did. I had a great therapist to talk to. She made a lot of things clear for me. I talked to my doctors. We came up with a game plan that was been has been working for me great. Yeah. I mean, at least I think. Yeah. In my head. <laughs> and um, the only thing that I find now is that, like, my body is just deciding to do whatever it wants to do. Mm-hmm. If it wants to fart in the middle of the hallway while I'm walking, it's going to do that. <laughs> I have no control over it. <clears throat> I just have to try to control what my face does when it happens because I'm shocked, too. <laughs> And a lot of the times I'm like, yeah, and they'll be like, what? I'm like, nothing. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) yeah, like my body, it does its own thing now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm so grateful that there's times when I can work from home because on certain times of, you know, the month and what have you, you just got to be close to a bathroom. Oh, (laughs) good God. (laughs) You ain't lying, girl. Yeah. We need a bathroom. If I'm... If I have to go on a trip, I'm like, we're going to have bathroom stops, right? I need to make sure there's a bathroom everywhere I go. It is now this new panic of mine. Like, it's a new fear. If we're going somewhere and there's no bathroom, I will just say I'm not going. Yeah. Because I do not want to put myself in a situation where I'm going to be farting all day. Yeah. Or... God forbid something else should happen. Yeah. You know, I will run into the woods. I don't care. If we're on a field trip, if I got to go to the bathroom, I'm going to run into the woods. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm telling you. Wherever you need to go, right? You can't stop it at this point. No. You can't. There's these group of comedians, um, Kevin Hart's guys, uh, Red Solo Cup is what okay. they're called. Yeah. I know you'll like this. I went and saw Kevin Hart um, here in, it used to be called Sass Place. We were there watching Kevin Hart and one of the guys, I wish I could remember the comedian's name, and he was talking about how when you become 40 yeah. and you got to go to the bathroom, you don't stop that shit. Yeah. You go. Literally. It will tear you apart if you don't. Your body will be so mad at you mm-hmm. if you don't. Mm-hmm. He's like, at 20, you could probably have to shit, but you'll go, whoop, 
bring it back in and that's fine. Nothing yeah. will happen to you. <laughs> little and prairie dog and you can just suck it back in. <laughs> oh, totally. But when you're 40, nope. it is coming. Nope. And you got to put your hand there and hold it if you have to, uh-huh. to make it to a toilet. And then once you make it to that toilet, you're going to destroy it. Because now it's forcefully coming out like the PSI is at like a thousand <laughs> and it's just going to come. And I'm sorry, we're not trying to be crude here, but we're literally trying to talk about you know, what happens to our bodies. Like, you (laughs) have no control over it anymore. Absolutely. Uh, There was a a comedian, I can't remember their name. That's typical when you talk about comedians, eh? (laughs) What was that comedian's name? That was super funny. If you want to get famous, don't try and become a comedian. (laughs) um, They were talking about how him and his wife tried adult diapers. Oh my God, I've thought about that. Yeah, I know. But i that's the last, I, I'm like, it's the end for me if I walk into a Walmart and like pick up fucking adult diapers. I, so <laughs> I'm really embarrassed to say it, but there was a time where like, I'd have to go to the bathroom a million times at night. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what, I, if I stopped drinking water at four o'clock, it didn't matter what I did. I was going to the bathroom multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. And yes, I know that symptoms of stuff and I've got it checked out and I don't have that stuff. Yeah. But I asked about <laughs> three people. I said, would it be giving up on life if I just were, depends when I went to bed. And they're like, yes, yes. That is the very <laughs> definition of giving up. They're like, you're just going to wet yourself. I was like, you have to understand I need sleep. I can't sleep because I have to go to the bathroom so often. I'm like, at this point, I don't even care. I will put six towels down and wear a diaper and pee. Oh, just. Like, don't judge me. Nobody needs to know. Nobody nobody needs to know. It's interesting. My 90-year-old grandmother still will get up five times in the middle of the night. I'm like, grandma, like, by the time I'm 70, 80, 90 years old, like, I'm going to embrace the diapers. I don't care. You... Seriously, though. <laughs> it just seems so easy. I can't be a withered... I already have two bad knees. Mm-hmm. I messed up both my knees. I'm 43 with a 96-year-old body. <laughs> and cannot go to the bathroom four times a night now with the knees that I have. Like, yeah. all I hear is crack, criddle, crack, 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 and, like, pain shoots up and down my thighs. Like, yeah. I might have to just embrace the depends. Now, don't shoot me. You know, if my husband is okay with it, I'm Hey, okay man, if your your husband is dealing with it and you're dealing with it, <laughs> nobody else needs to know. You I know mean, what I mean? As long as I shower, we're good. Yeah. We're golden. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel... I think the point that I'm trying to say is that we need to give ourselves grace yes. as we get older because everything and anything is going to happen. Yeah. I've talked to so many of my friends who said, all I did was go reach for the plate yeah. and now I've got this pain in my elbow. Like, <laughs> like we can't even just do the simplest yeah. things without hurting something. What were we doing? You and I, I think might've been editing. I'm not even sure. I think I tried a different chair. All I know is... I did one simple move, which is probably something I've done a billion times in my yep. life. And all of a sudden I pulled a muscle. Yep. I, I was washing my hands and I pulled a muscle <laughs> right through my arm and through my neck. That took, I'm not shitting you, like six weeks to work out. Oh. I had to go to massage therapy. I had to do all this extra stretching. I was like, I was washing my goddamn hands. What the actual fuck, you know? You know, I think... Mark Wahlberg is doing it right. And I watch him sit in these like massive ice buckets for, I don't know, like six, seven minutes. Yeah. 
And that shit is starting to appeal to me now. Yeah. With all the inflammation and swelling mm-hmm. in my body. Yep. Like I had a neighbor that I've referenced once before on our show. Um, she's very much into all of that holistic healing and organic and just all of the healthy things. Mm-hmm. She was one of the first people that I saw that would do these ice plunges. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like nah fam like i love your dedication but ooh, that is not i hate being cold yeah like there's just no way and then one time i went to a wedding uh my girlfriend's wedding it was in mexico and we drank heavily and stupid me planned a spa day the next day but it was like this water spa so they stuck i was so hungover and they and i was with a bunch of couples and i was there by myself i was like hey man hey this is odd but they're sweating us out in this like sauna I, mm-hmm. my eyeballs were sweating like I was so hot then they put us into another sauna where again I'm sweating profusely I can taste the vodka coming out of my skin. <laughs> I can taste the vodka and I'm sitting there like good lord what are they trying to do here like it just felt weird like I felt like I couldn't even breathe but shortly immediately after that we had to go walk into this like cold pool, super cold pool. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. She's like, come on, you have to. I'm like, no, nope, I'm not doing it. She's like, you got to do it. I was like, fuck you, bitch. So I go and I plunge myself in there, hold my nose. It was cold. And I come back out and you would have thought I had like 60 cups of espresso the way I felt. I was like, oh, are we running a marathon? What are we going to do next? It was just night and day difference of what I was feeling. The hangover was gone. Everything I was feeling was gone. The aches that I was feeling was gone from Uh the dancing. I just thought, man alive, this must have been what my neighbor was doing. This must have been it. Mm -hmm. I felt like a superstar. Yeah. Like 20-year-old Esther. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And then we did the rest of the cold water, like, I don't know what you would call it, like this waterfall on your neck. I just remember thinking the longer time I spent in there, I felt so much better. I walked out of there like a new person. Yeah. Yeah. I was strutting my stuff like I was 20. Two hours go by and then I felt back to my You fell right back, reverted back. I mean, there are a number of things that we can do. And for the young people, start doing them. Start getting into a habit of working out, drinking your water doing your thing um, because there is like there's nothing that you can do that's going to be more beneficial for yourself as you get older than keeping yourself in shape eating properly you know drinking all the water I feel like this like Gen Z and the younger millennials Mm -hmm. they do a really good job I feel like that they are they know like they have learned the mistakes of what you know the people before them have done like you know 20 somethings women in particular mm-hmm. like I constantly see them with their water and they're having like their matcha teas and all of this stuff like it may be a little gimmicky but I see them taking more care of themselves than maybe we did you mm-hmm. know what I mean we're about the party mm-hmm. right and I was a raver so I was really good shape wow. when I was a raver. Yeah. and our generation had the bars at like 14 the yeah. pre yeah, yeah. you know generation what I mean X. yeah, yeah. P.S. I spent my 13th birthday at Gen X at Riley's. Um, but it was it was great. Like, we were always dancing. We had dancing to fall back on. Like, yeah. we had all the clubs. Mind you, we also had alcohol. That was how we kept in shape was dancing. Basically. Really. Totally. Cardio. We were cardio. all cardio. <laughs> but um, I think the younger generation does a really good job. Like, I, I see them, you know, being way more holistic than, you know, 
I yeah. feel that our generation might have been. Yeah. I feel like that's really predominant in their culture nowadays. And there's so many things um, that they have access to. And remember, technology is their language. You know, like we were just uh, tech natives because we saw it as it was coming up and we figured it out mm-hmm. as it was, you know, um, available to us. But the kids, the younger, like the people below us, that's totally their language. That's how they express themselves. Yeah. Is, through technology so they have all this information um right there for them so they use that information and they know like okay this is bad i can't you know be constantly feeding my body this like i know that i need nutrients and stuff like that so i'm really impressed with the younger millennials and gen z and how they take care of their body i think it's i think for for that you know it's it's also taking care of your mind too right because oh, yes your your our screen time like i know for me my screen time is detrimental like it's not good yeah and i i see all these young people just constantly attached to their phones and you try and take a, a bit of technology away from any of us <laughs> we're like devastated yeah. you yeah. know we're absolutely devastated no, it's true but okay. i think it's a little different too um i do yeah i think technology has been a hindrance to all of us mm-hmm. um but i think a lot of people are able to function with their technology. I think what you're talking about in our case is we disassociate with our phones. We look to electronics to disassociate, and that's been a coping mechanism that we've had for a really long time when we're finding something really uncomfortable or hard to work through. We'll just check out of reality altogether. And I've done that all my life. I didn't know that. It's crazy. I didn't know that till this year. Mm -hmm. When when somebody said to me... um, ADHD paralysis. I was yes. like, oh, that's what it is. Yes. That's what it is. Yes, absolutely. You just, you look at a crazy dysfunctional room yep. or a laundry list of stuff that you have to do and you're like, mm, I got a pretty wordle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you no, know? totally. You know? I completely hear what you're saying. It's exactly my life. You're talking about my life. I know that there are things that I need to do. Mm-hmm. I know it. I see it. Yeah. I've made lists. Yeah. You would think the lists, like I've been told that these lists are supposed to help me. And sometimes they do. I shouldn't say that they don't. Yeah. Sometimes they do. Yeah. But the paralysis is huge in yeah. my life. Yeah. Um, and I know that's how you and I really came to common ground, um, was just talking about how we've been noticing what it is that's stopping us at being successful at what we want to be successful. Yeah. And once the ADHD diagnosis was given to me, it actually made me feel so much better because all of the guilt, shame, anxiety, and depression that I was feeling was about that. It was yeah. the fact that I could not get my, is it frontal lobe? I think that's what it is. Um, uh, your guess is as good as No, mine. what is it? I know it. But of course, here we go. Can't remember. Prefrontal cortex? Like, yeah. I have no it idea. Was, it was <laughs> executive function. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our executive function is what's the problem. Yeah. Is like, it's not happening for us, right? Yeah. So we just thought, you know, we're lazy. Like, yeah. that's what I thought. I was lazy. I'm like, why don't I have this bone in my body to be like this particular mother or yeah. do this? And then all this guilt, shame, blah, blah, blah came with it. Even though I was doing everything that I could and I was still you know a very normal functioning person on the outside all this stuff is happening in the background and like at home so I would just disassociate yeah I I would rather than trying to focus on what the issue is and figure a way through I couldn't because all the negative talk would like you know really set in yeah so I disassociated I would go into my phone and I shut out the world and I feel 
terrible about it. Yep. You know, because people like my husband would be like, hey, Esther, he'd be trying to talk to me and I'm, I'm gone. I'm checked yeah, out. Just in another world. My son's yeah. trying to talk to me and he's trying to ask me something and he knows he can ask me because if I don't respond, he's like, mommy, don't say anything if I can do this. Like that's what he would uh, say. He's got, and, he's and he's you. like, okay. And then he'd go off. And then it, five minutes later, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that's exactly what my yeah. life was like at home. So I am in the process of figuring out how I can be successful. Yeah. And I have to give TikTok a bit of a shout out because this community that's out there of mm-hmm. women who are just like me, you know, sharing their secrets of what they do to be successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was this woman that has this calendar and in the calendar each day of the week, she prioritizes how much time to what specific goal of cleaning and the things that she uses. Like she breaks down all these steps Mm -hmm. uh, to help you be successful so that you could do one thing every day and you still get a day of rest and enjoy your family life or whatever. And then you could start the week again and it'll help you be successful. And I thought that's what I need. Another woman on TikTok mentioned if you have ADHD, if you put on sneakers after you get up in the morning, it's going to give you this sense of you've got something to do and you've got to go and it'll give you that pep that you need to like get chores done. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to try this. So the next morning I did it and I was like, oh my gosh, I got so much done. Yeah. I don't know what the trickery was with my head. You like tricked the executive function i was like i've got (laughs) stuff to do like i can't mess around today and i was like getting things done yeah so this community was helping me understand things that i didn't under know about myself yeah and i just thought this is great yeah absolutely like it's got to be so empowering when you when you feel something work Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like i saw this other lady on on tiktok and um she was talking about how you can one two three four five like snap, like just mm-hmm. kind of count down from five or count to five. And it's like you're doing a countdown to do something. And for whatever reason, it like tricks your brain into doing something. Yeah. I have yet to try it. <laughs> <laughs> so she can't tell you if it works. She can, I can't tell you if it works, but apparently, you know, things like that, where you can just trick. It's funny when you said executive function, because I'm like, now I picture like an executive, yeah. like a boss. Yeah. And it's like, no, man. Like, I'm not going to let the man tear me down. Yeah, kind yeah, of thing, yeah. Right? Yeah. There was a while that I found, not a while, it's been pretty much all throughout my life, something that is truly magical and that helps me accomplish several tasks. It's the simplest thing. Put on some tunes. Mm-hmm. I crank it up. Yep. And I do my work to tunes. Yep. It is crazy the stuff that I can get accomplished if I'm listening to my music. Yeah. And I just power through. Burn one down, put yep. on some music, yep. and I just start working on one thing, focus on that thing. I'm able to get that done, yep. and then I move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting here thinking, like, for me, the trick has always been music. Yep. Music will guide me through whatever I need to do. That has always been the magical thing for me. Yeah. When I'm feeling so overwhelmed by the things in my life and whatever's going on, I turn to music. I'll call up my girlfriends and I would simply say, I need to go 
like shake the earth yeah. like let's go dancing yeah i need to expel all of this and i could gather some girls up and we go dancing you've been there yeah we've gone dancing with each other so many times music has always been the key for me to be able to work through whatever it is that i've had yeah. going on in my life something creative but mostly it was music because i could clear my mind mm-hmm. i could release all the tension in my body yep i would smile absolutely or just... if you need a good cry right? oh yeah you oh, know, yeah. just you, there's certain tunes sure. you can put on and be like, I need to ball. I need to like just let that. it all out. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's both. Yeah. The most impactful thing for me and my mental health mm-hmm. is music. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if I need to cry and there are times where you need to cry and that is okay. Mm-hmm. And I will put on the song that I know that will just tear me to shreds. Yeah. Cry it out. And yeah. then I feel better. I I'm, know. I'm like, I get closer to feeling better. Yeah. So... I guess basically what we're trying to say is when you're feeling all the stress in your life, Mm -hmm. when you're feeling that things are coming down on you and it's hard, you know, there's multiple things you could do. You could reach out to someone and just let them know how you're feeling and just tell them that you want to talk about it. Yeah. You can put on some music. As funny as that sounds, music has healing energy and you can dance it out. You could cry it out. Whatever you need to do. Whatever it is that you need to do. Find a creative outlet. Whatever it is that you like. Is it drawing? Yeah. Is it painting? Is it photography? Yeah. You know, is it poetry? Whatever it is, it is journaling, journaling, express all what you're feeling and let it come out through you. You have to go through it in order to see the other side of it. Because what we found in our experience is when we hold it in and we repress it, it only leads to bigger problems. Oh, yeah. But I did want to I did want to mention too one thing that's really helped me um, with anxiety. Because it was, it was a technique that I heard where it's like a grounding technique. So you, you take five deep breaths, like in mm. and out, and then you engage your senses. Mm-hmm. So five things you can see, five things you can touch, five things you can smell, and that will help to bring you down. Yeah, center yourself. Center yourself, ground yeah. yourself, bring you into the present moment. And I tell you, when I've done that, it's... Like, it's unbelievable how much of a difference it makes. I can actually, like, focus again and go about my day. Yeah. Versus, like, spiraling. 100%. You're totally right on that. I'm glad that you mentioned that. You know, you always start with breath. Mm -hmm. Breath is where you start with. If you find yourself really anxious and you're just going through some things and it is hard, you know, the first place you start is with breath. Mm -hmm. And again, we're not professionals. We're not doctors. We're not any of those like psychiatrists or anything like that. We're just telling you what's worked with us. Like when I'm to the point where I am, I feel like I'm going to explode. I take a real deep breath Mm -hmm. and I slowly exhale. And I do that a few more times. And believe it or not, I know a lot of people tell you this and you just want to tell them to shut up and it's okay to tell us to shut up. Yeah. But getting up and moving around, Mm -hmm. you know, like ground yourself. Like if you got a backyard, maybe you could run out in the backyard and like put your bare feet in the grass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's winter right now. So I don't want you to do that. But you could go out and do some snow angels. Yes. (laughs) Go outside, take a walk, do something outdoors. Not today. Not today. Maybe you could exercise in home. It's like a snow snowmageddon outside right now for the next few days yeah yeah Yeah. but um we highly suggest 
expelling that through your body with breath and movement. Yeah. And you can add whatever else that you want. I would stay away from alcohol during that time when you're feeling like you're out of control or you don't know what's wrong with you. Um, Stay away from alcohol. Just go outside. Take some deep breaths. Move your body around. And trust me, you will feel a little bit better. And then the next day, a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, a little bit more. And reach out to the people that you trust and you love. Like if you have a really good system around you, reach out and reach out to us. You could write us. You could tell us if you want our opinions on something that's going on. Let us know. We're happy to answer those questions. I just want you to know that it's okay. What you're feeling is okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You're perfect just as you are. The creator made you just as you are. With that, We're going to ask that you guys come back next week for another episode of Not Your Parents, 40-Year-Olds. And again, do all the things. Angie, tell them what to do. Thanks for tuning in. Join us next time for a new episode of Not Your Parents, 40-Year-Olds. Hashtag NYP40. Please like, share, and do all the things to share our podcast. Till next time, try to make someone smile.